Have you been feeling that shift? You know the shift. The shift between safety compliance and safety culture. You know that shift that is progression from safety culture to just organizational culture? Well, we're feeling it too. Join me, Sheldon Primus, and Dr. J. Allen of the J. Allen Show and Safety FM. We're holding a joint event October 27th. This event is called The Evolving Paradigm of Safety Compliance and Organizational Culture. Go to events.sheldonprimus.com to register today. This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I am your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant and help you with any of your safety and health questions as America's safety consultant. So what do we got this week? First and foremost, I'd like to thank everyone. Even before we get to what we got this week, I want to thank everyone for being part of the show. Thank you for letting me talk into your earbuds. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Hopefully it's going to be something fun, entertaining, something that's going to help you out with your business. That's my goal over here. Get you going. And for all of you that's been to the Safety Consulting 101 event, thank you for that one. That was awesome. We had a great time. In four hours, I was able to help you get your, your business going. So I was glad I was able to do that. The reason why I wanted to do this one towards the end of the year was just make sure that we're able to um, to get something like a big win before the end of the year. But today, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go over the five ways to make money as a consultant on the road. A lot of people have been transitioning to being on the road. Like if you look at the RV sales now, it's just ridiculous. And uh, as some of you know, my wife and I are full-time RVers. So we've been doing this on the road stuff for a while now. Um, I think we're up to like three years now. I don't know. It's been a while. 2017. So anyway. I am going to help you with just five things if you wanted to go ahead and be independent or location independent. That's what we're going to go over today. So those five ways to make some money as a consultant on the road. So let's get into this a little, right? So here's the deal. First and foremost, the reason why you want to be your own boss is many, many reasons, right? But I honestly hear a theme every time I hear somebody who's talking about safety consulting. And most of it is you want to be independent. You want to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And in those cases, it's actually like physically independent, such as location independence. That's been a big part of what me and my wife have been doing for a while. Uh, We sold our house in 2017, decided to be full-time RVers. 
I've been off the road for about two and a half years for family concerns, but we're about to get back on the road again. And when I was thinking that, I was like, wow, getting back on the road, there's a lot that I'm going to have to adjust again back to. And I was thinking, man, chances are I'm not the only one, <laughs> especially for those of you who are now starting to think I could do this road thing. So what I am going to do now is I'm going to do my best to give you guys some good ideas on how to make money on the road. So that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm trying to do right now. And I'm hoping that as this list manifests itself, that you might think, oh yeah, I could do this. I could do that one. Yeah, I could do this. And if that's the case, then I'm going to give you guys some, hopefully give you guys some stuff to think about. That's, that's the idea. So let's get on this list. So as a safety consultant, there's some things that you definitely do for yourself and that people really look up for you to do and look for you to do for them as their safety guide. One of those things that you could do online is called written programs or anything that has to do with written compliance documents. So therefore, let's say you're um, dealing with a dealing with a company and they're picking you on as a client or excuse me, you're taking them on as a client and they need an exposure control plan. The only thing you really, really need is to be able to talk to a competent person that's aware of the hazards and all the exposure. Uh, you want to review the last documents that they have for whatever exposure control plan or anything else like that. And then the last thing that you want to really look out for that you're going to end up doing is you want to, uh, or I should say, help you understand the job and be able to take it. So the other thing that you're really going to be looking for is do they have the ability to transmit the information to you and do meetings and everything else remotely as a company? So meaning does your, does this company have enough knowledge and experience and maybe even technical know-how that they could send you files <laughs> or even, you know, if it's a big file, you know, you might not be able to send it through your email system. Do you have anything for that? So that's some of the considerations you have to know how to you know, work on if you're going to do this. And then everything else though, with the written program, even when you want to deliver it to the client and have them review it and go over it, all that stuff could be done online. So might as well take advantage of that. That is the first thing that I'm going to put on the list as being, um, as being a way for you to make money online and not actually physically be in a place. So number two, you could do something. And this is came to me because this is services that I've used. I've used plenty of services where I was doing gig work. That's one of the terms we hear now. We hear even the term gig economy. So basically what that is, you're not being in a location day in and day out that you're clocking in and out of, you're actually taking on projects. So your, your job then is project by project, as opposed to your day-to-day -day place that you go clock in and clock out and get hourly wages or whatever. So in this case, you could take out money clients and have many projects. They call that gig work. 
So there's gig work that you could get done just by keeping your ear out and listening to people that says, oh man, I am swamped in my safety department. I wish I had somebody that could help me locally that could do, you know, Spanish and English training and you know you do that. Or man, I need somebody who could, again, hopefully this person is good with uh, technology. If not, you might be able to help them out. But let's say that they want to do a webinar or something similar to that and there's a specialized topic that you know very well, yeah, you could host something like that for them. So that's actually me bleeding into one of my other ways of making money, but just generally speaking, the gig work is what I'm, I'm talking about. So any place you could find that you could do part-time consulting, then that is best way for you to also make money so you just play, pick a job that says you know it's remote that's the keyword you're looking for right you're looking for that word that says remote once you find that word in the job listing go for it so that's number two get some I mean, you know, one of those gig work services number three you could seek to be a subject matter expert in whatever subject you're expert in i happen to be a sme that's the other term for an sme for many, many, many different companies who do online training. So I get their courses from them. They put me on contract, obviously, and then I go ahead and review their courses, or sometimes I write their courses as instructional design. And now uh, that's actually another one that I'm bleeding into right there. But you take on some SME work, and what you're gonna do there is you then provide your subject matter expert stuff. It's usually in a form of some sort of uh, written report or something like that. And again, that is going to be where you don't physically have to be there. So that's the best. You don't want to physically have to be anywhere. SME work is pretty good. I actually enjoyed when I was doing that more. I still do it. Um, I love when I get those emails or the calls and all of a sudden someone's like, oh yeah, we need you because we haven't used you in a while and we're trying to update our program or something similar. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> it does work that way as well. Once you get in with somebody, you do a good job. That's where you get the other thing that I kept telling you, I keep telling you guys about is you want to make sure that every client, you want to get at least three to four times the interaction with them, the return, if you will. So you're performing exceptional service each time. So that's a win for them. And then for you, they have you come back and come back. So you're not spending all that money and trying to get new clients constantly. That's expensive. It costs quite a bit to keep um, aggressively, which you need to be aggressively going out there and getting yourself and getting your name going and showing up at places, paying for attendance here and there, just so that you could be right around where everything is happening and you can actually influence people by physically being there or virtually being there. Yes, that is definitely one of the things that is expensive about growing your business. So instead of doing that, what you can do then is just keep pleasing your current clients and then when they need extra things or you can suggest things that you see a deficiency and you know real needs not just upselling and then go ahead and address those real needs for those clients and it helps keep you where you're not going with the highs and lows as sometimes we do so before i get in any further let's go over the three that we went through already 
Number one, we talked about writing written programs as being a way of making money remotely. That's what we're talking about today. So that's our first way. I'm not ordering these. I'm just saying these are just ways you could do it. Number two, being a subject matter open. Oh, no, actually, number two was trying to get gig work. So part-time work, you could be with friends, family, someone in your church, someone that knows, hey, we actually need some help in this area. We don't have a consultant right now. Are you willing to pick this up project by project? So you're looking for project by project work, which some will say is the actual nature of consulting. Yes, yes, absolutely. But now you're gonna branch out a little bit more and you're going to look for gig work through other services. So it's not just you looking for project by project. It's people going to a service and saying, hey, I need a consultant. I need someone on a temporary basis. And then you apply for that and you go for it. And that's what I mean. Number three, we talked about subject matter expert work. So if you're going to be a subject subject matter expert, easy for me to say. Then you got to know your subject, right? It's in the name. It's actually in the name, subject matter expert. So you got to know that. But if you're going to be the subject matter expert in anything, then you're going to want to make sure that you're going to have yourself some good insurance and um, and that's just in case you have an error or a mission or anything similar to that. You got to make sure you're going to be nice and protected. So that's the coverage you need. So we went over, let's see, those were the three so far. We got two more in my top five list. And I don't even say top five, just five ways that you can make yourself some money while you're on the road. If you're looking to be location independent as a safety consultant. Number four is products. You can make products, you make services, uh, but you can actually do this not only in the safety realm, but if you have a talent, a skill or something else, and you could create a project, create a service, create a checklist, create a workbook or something similar to that, then the products that you have that you're physically selling, even down to t-shirts and uh, soaps or whatever, doesn't matter whatever you're good at just go ahead and take those things and you start making product and you could actually start getting some extra money for that i keep telling people if you're going to be your own boss you're going to have to think outside of that good old little box and part of thinking outside of that box is how can i make money besides the thing that i intended that's on my business card and that's going to lead you to products and services that may be outside of safety. That's right. That's not, no, that's not a big deal. The whole part of this game, if you want to call it that, is to survive. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to survive. And that's, you know, helping you with your making some money. And if you have all the talents, take it. All right. Number five. So with number five, this one is actually um, a lot of popular people you've seen in many ways do this. I'm calling this one advertising. You can advertise in many ways. 
Um, I host a podcast that you're listening to right now, so you could get advertising dollars and revenue through uh, podcasting and hosting then delivering content. Another thing could be webinars. You could start doing your own webinars. And then you got two things right there. The webinars to product. And then also selling advertising on your webinars. So that's two different ones of my list right there. Events. Host events. Then you could actually charge for the events. And then also advertising for the events. But obviously, you want to make sure that the event's going to hit your audience and the people you're looking for. So, for instance, if you're a single um, proprietor, such as myself, as being a consultant, and let's say my specialty is in uh, pest control, I got pest control safety down. All right, so let me hold a safety event that is going to specialize in maybe one of the drivers, which would be a regulatory compliance or something similar, you know, get that driver going. And then you could just say, I can provide you this type of training uh, for your people. And now you could charge for that in your specialty. Then you can make them of, you know, uh, written programs or something similar to that. All that could be done online. A virtual event is virtual events everywhere. You see them constantly. So might as well see if you could do that, you know? So that is my list. Hopefully you're able to, uh, to figure out what to do. I try to get you as much as I can as to, you know, making sure that there is uh, me covering all the stuff for you. But you're okay. You got this. Get on the road. That's what you can do. Just start planning it. My wife and I, in early October 2021, we're going back on the road, so you'll see us in a city near you. Just reach out to me. But again, I want to thank you for listening to the show. I've got another event coming up. It's called Evolving Paradigm of Safety Compliance and Organizational Culture. So that's going to be me with my buddy Jay Allen at the Jay Allen Show and Safety FM. So if you want to be part of that, what you can do is go to events.sheldonprimus.com, events.sheldonprimus.com. It's going to be a two-parter. Jay's going to be the first part where he's going, or actually me, I'll be the first part where I'll talk about compliance and the future of safety compliance. And then he's going to catch you on the back end after me, and he's going to talk about safety culture. What is it good for? He's going to talk to you more about getting rid of that term safety culture. Make it your organizational culture. All right, that's it for me. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.
I'd like to reintroduce you to the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. That's the course that I've been teaching many consultants how to get the foundation for what they're doing. We talk about setting proposals and getting your first clients. Go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, put in the special code YELLOWBIRD, and get 50% off on the course.